Welcome to Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Ninga, and this is the only podcast where you're going to get some funny, you're going to get some real, and guess what, family? You are going to get all of me. (laughs) Where are you going to get all that from? Listen, we just going to get into it today. I have a very interesting topic that we are going to, to discuss today, if I can get my words out, okay? And I thought this topic was very interesting um, because when we hear about the mother, when y'all hear about her, and y'all probably heard this case before, we're going to talk about a case that was a um, high-profile case because it deals with two children, and it's crazy. A mother, what she did to these two children. Um, And when I was talking to y'all about navigating through a narcissistic family uh, or having an abusive parent that's in the house. And this is why I tell you this stuff. So you will, if you experience experience this, you can shine a light on it. Or if you know some children or some people in your family and something seems weird and you haven't seen the children in a long time or this person is acting a little strange, check on these people. Like, check on these people, because in my opinion, it's so many people to blame in this story. It's so many people that holds the blame, and not just the mother, okay? So, the story we're going to discuss today is about Freezer Mom. And if you don't know who Freezer Mom is, that's the lady, her name is Michelle Blair, who was charged in uh, 2015, June of 2015, she was charged with the murder and tor- the torture and the murder of two of her children. Okay, um, she had tortured them and she murdered both of them—a daughter and a son. I think the daughter name was Stoney. Okay, and um, I can't remember the son's name right now. I I, I had it. Oh my goodness, I can't remember the son's name, but she brutally tortured both of these children and murdered them. And then she stored their bodies in her freezer for over two years. Wow. She pled guilty for first degree premeditated murder and um, she is now serving a life sentence in Michigan Correctional Facility for Women. Um, I tell you that this case, I was listening to her daughter, one of the surviving children, I was listening to the daughter talk about the abuse that she had suffered and endured in the house. And the crazy thing is, and I'm not saying far as her, but the crazy thing is, when you grow up in a house that's abusive, you start to believe that this is normal. And that's one of the things she kept saying, that she thought that this was normal. She thought it was normal when her mother, um, she says, allegedly hit her across the face with a curling iron and chipped her too. And she talks about how the abuse kept happening. Her mother says, if you watch, you can go on YouTube and watch the videos of Frieza Mom. And you can even do your research on the computer. It's a lot about the Freezer Mom. And Michelle Blair has even came out and she pled guilty. She told them in the beginning that she did it. She told a neighbor 
that she had did this and two of her children was dead and they had been dead for over two years in her freezer. And she talks, she gets into, um, if you've seen some of her court hearings, she gets into saying she did it. And at first she said she had no remorse. Her daughter allegedly says that the mother later on says that she does have remorse for killing her two children. But while she was going through her trial, she said that she did not have no remorse for killing Stoney, which was the daughter. The other one, she said she did not mean to kill, but um, it happened. Okay. Um, the daughter that did the interview said that the mother had made her help her put the bodies in the freezer. And she said that she had to walk past these bodies every day. She was afraid to go near the freezer because she knew that her two siblings had been put in this freezer. And the freezer was kept in the house. The way that they found out was she was being evicted. Michelle Blair was being evicted. And when she was being evicted, they were moving her stuff out. Uh, they, her daughter allegedly says that she was panicking and everything like that. And I guess you would be panicking. You have two dead children in your freezer. I guess I, I, I guess you would, you know. Um, but they say that she was panicking and she takes the children to the neighbor's house and she tells the neighbor what had happened. And uh, when they saw the bodies in the freezer, they, so they called the police and uh, they arrested Michelle Blair right there on the spot, okay? Uh, Michelle said that she knew she was gonna go away for a long time. Well, they put her away forever. She has a life sentence right now with no possibility of parole. I tell you, um, her daughter, finally speaks out and her oldest daughter and she has grown up to be a lovely young lady. I watched the interview. Um, she explains the abuse and it's hard to hear the abuse that the children suffered. The mother claims in her court appearances, she claims that she did this because the children was molesting her youngest child which was a little boy, but there had not been any proof or any record that the child was being molested by the youngest. Uh, the daughter says that the mother kept telling the child, don't lie to me. She said that the mother, uh, Michelle Blair, had put in her head that he was being molested by his older siblings. And she just came up with this in her head. And um, she kept telling the youngest child, don't lie to her, don't lie to her, because he knows what had happened to him if he lies. The daughter says that the youngest, of course, got scared because their mother was used to beating them and they, they had scars on them. Uh, she was burning them with irons and different things like that. So he was afraid that she would do that again. So he tells her, yes, when she asks. And she asked him a few times before he said yes. Um, and she started to torture Matthew. I believe that was the boy's name that she killed, her son. She started to torture him. And she tortured him and 
his hot water, you know, water on him. I think they said, I believe, they say hot water. I don't know if it was scalding, but whatever. You know how water gets and it gets hot. You can't even put your hand in underneath it. And she started torturing him. She beat him so much because she actually beat him actually to death. And they watched him take his last breath. The same thing nine months later happened to the daughter, which was Stoney. The mother had this idea in her mind that her child, the youngest, was being molested by his sister. She tells the child, don't lie to her, or he knows what happens if he lies. He wound up saying yes, and when he says yes, she goes and tortures Stoney. She starved Stoney to death um, and everything. Um, she put Stoney's body actually in the freezer while Stoney was still alive and moving, okay? And kept her there and told them don't cry over the B word that she called her. Don't cry over her. She deserved it basically. So I'm listening to this story and I'm just like, wow, clearly the mother had something wrong with her. I read, um, I listened to a little bit about the mother. The mother says as a child, she was molested. She talks about this too in one of her interviews. I think a few interviews. She says that she was molested as a child. Her mother did nothing about it. It sounded like this woman was suffering with some type of thing. Um, from being molested. See, she severely had issues, mental issues. Um, and I wish, and the reason I say it's a few people to blame, because all the children have different fathers. And I'm going to get on that because this is what happens in a lot of homes as uh, far as family and just people who know you. And I'm gonna tell you some things that even happens inside of churches. Um, you have people that will know children are being beaten and being abused and will not say anything. Will not say anything and will not check. And I blame the fathers because why wasn't the daddies in the house? I don't care. And this is what I want to tell y'all men. I don't care how much you have an issue with the baby mama. I care less about that. You should have thought about that before you took out your wacko and put it inside her key cup, okay? You should have thought about that. That should have been one of those, you know, that light bulb should have went off and said, wait a minute, do I really want to do this with this woman? And you know, some of y'all are just, see, this is why it's not good to just be out here just having sex with folks. See, this is why I say you need to pray and wait on the Lord. This is why this is not good. And I hear so many men complain about their baby mama and this, that, and the other. You, the complaint should have happened before you laid with this woman. You don't just start laying with people that you have no clue. You don't know their family. You don't know their history. You know nothing about these people. And then you just start laying with these people, raw dogging them. And then you don't understand, you know? And then we find out you get a, a person like this 
who harms the child or something happened. Now look at the fathers. It's two kids that's dead that that could have been prevented. The daughter says that the fathers did not come around and see the children like that. Now she says that because of her mother. I still say, I don't give two craps about what your baby mama talking about and how she feel about the situation. These are your children. At the end of the day, these are your children. This could have been prevented. If the fathers was over there like they were supposed to be, this could have been prevented. And what makes this thing so crazy and evil is when you have people in the comments blaming the child that's telling the story about how she grew up basically in the house of horrors. And she's talking about and you have people that's like blaming the child. Well, why didn't she say something? Because she was a child. She was a child. People program and groom kids every day. This is what the mother did. Number one, this was the child's mother. So the mother was the primary caregiver. Who knows why? But she was. And she groomed her children. She groomed them to be the way she wanted them to be. She groomed them. Just like your mother groomed you to eat that nasty food that she ate, that you keep telling everybody is good, okay? She groomed them to be who she wanted them to be. So that's why she didn't tell anybody. The daughter says in the interview that the mother before the mother allegedly was sending her out to go to the grocery store. She would make her go over everything and she would tell her. Allegedly, she said she would tell her that she could be out there free or doing whatever. But if she told the police, Michelle Blair allegedly told her daughter if she told the police what she had done, that she would kill the child that was there, which was the youngest child, and she would also kill herself. Like, I mean, she brainwashed basically these children. So the daughter didn't say anything because she was afraid that something would happen to her younger brother. You have to remember, and this is what the people in the comments are not remembering, that I was reading the comments and I said, some of these people are buffoons because this is what y'all have to understand. A child just seen her mother take out two of her siblings already. Two of her siblings been sitting in a freezer for over two years. Imagine a child seeing something like that. An adult. You have adults that see things happen and they won't even tell the police who shot Pookie. And they know. And they won't even tell the police that. If you won't even tell the police that, what makes you think a child, an innocent baby, is going to say anything to anybody and she just saw her own mother with her own two eyes just take out her two siblings? This is how the dumbed down and evil 
a lot of people are in the world. This is what's going on. This is what I, I, I tell you. This is why, and, and the thing about this, these type of things happen to children all the time. I hear people say, I keep hearing people talk about the most unprotected people in the world are women. Black women, oh, black women are the most unprotected. Man, go sit down, women are protected, trust me. This is why everything is in a woman's favor. You know who's the most unprotected? Men and children. I said men first, because men ain't got a chance. I would never, honey, I would never want to be a man. Whoo, Lord. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Whoo, y'all got it. Y'all got it hard. I mean, y'all just ain't going to get no help from nobody. I mean, it's just crazy. This is why we need to check on people. We're going through a story on that too, how so many of our men suffer in silence and they go commit suicide. While some of y'all women are sitting in the house nagging all day and telling this man what he ain't and what he can't do and sitting on your big giant butt thinking that you are a king or queen or whoever you want to be of the world. And you're, no, you're not a helpmate, you're not a blessing or anything to this man. You are absolute curse. And the only thing that comes out your mouth is curses. I tell you the truth. Look, if, if a white man makes the observation, they say he's a racist. If a black man says anything about it and he is an alpha male, they say he's a sexist. So, I mean, men can't, you know, win for losing. Wow. Men are not protected at all. But women are protected, trust me. And for, and for people to be in the comments questioning this child, it tells you what type of world we're in. Why? The child is not the one with the issue. Clearly the mother was, and not just the mother. I blame the fathers of these children and the mother's family who was coming over. When these people did not see the children, they did not see these two children who had been in a freezer for over two years. They should have been asking questions. There should have been investigations made. When they did not see the first child and nine months had went past for her to be able to do this again, Wow. This is the society that we're in. This is, you know, we are so busy teaching people self-love, but we are not busy teaching people how to be selfless. We're not teaching people to love anybody. We're teaching people to be selfish. We have, we have taught people to care only about yourself. That is not the teachings of Christ, to care about yourself. That is not the teachings of Christ. Christ tells us to love our enemies. He tells us to love our neighbors. He says, even love people who have persecuted you, people who have done you wrong, done you evil. Something that this baby said, and I wish 
I could talk to her because she said that she can never forgive her mother because her mother, forgiving her mother in her eyes is like saying that she's getting by with what she did. Actually, that's not saying that at all. And I pray that one day that, that the daughter, but the daughter's been hurt a lot. And this is what it feels like to grow up in an abusive home in a house like this. And apparently there's no help from anybody. This actually goes on in churches. Not all churches, so don't don't come with that. But in some churches, this goes on. We have um, people who are churchified, and I talked about that the other day. And what I mean by churchified, that they can see the abuse, they know that the person is being abused, the person have tried to tell the church, tried to tell the people, and the people will not listen and don't hear anything. And the first thing they say, oh, don't you come up against the man of God. Don't you come up against the woman of God. It's touch not my anointing and do my prophets no harm. See, a lot of them like to say that. Because a lot of people don't like the truth. And a lot of this stuff is happening, not just at homes, but it's happening in churches and different places. Look, we need to check on our children. We need to check on children in our family. We need to know the mental state of parents. Some parents are going through mental things. Some people are broken because they have suffered some type of trauma, some type of tragedy. They have not been healed and they are over children, okay? They are over children trying to raise children and they just cannot do it. So sometimes we need to open our hearts and you need to come take the child. You need to, to say, let me, let me bring the child over here. Just like some of y'all people that sit around, oh, who is she? She ain't no good to give away her children. You know what? You ain't no good to say something like that. Would you want the child to be like Michelle Blair's two kids in a freezer? Or would you be kind and take the child if she's giving away the child? Because listen, I'd rather for her to give the child to someone that's going to love the child than she keep that child. And that child has the same story as Michelle Blair's child just gave or the same stories that I tell y'all what happened to me growing up as a child. I'd rather for the person to give the child to someone who will love the child. There's a lot of women out here that want babies and cannot have them. It's married women out here that want babies with their husband and they cannot have them. They have due to something that's going on in the body or whatever the case may be. So when you see a woman giving away her child, maybe that is the best thing. Just because it's your child don't mean that the child is safe with you or you're the best choice for the child. Understand that, okay? And for the ones that say, well, why, why, would, why would I get pregnant? Or why would she get pregnant if that's the case? Understand, 
Why would she get pregnant? She had sex with you. That's normally how babies are made. Still, that doesn't mean that that's the, you're the best choice or the best option for the child. So I wanted to bring that story to y'all so y'all can hear how living under a parent like that, the, the torture and the abuse that went on in that house. When I listen to that girl's story, it sounds like the house of horrors. It was like a whole horror movie this girl lived in. And to see the comments of some people questioning the child, well, why didn't you say something or do something? That's the dumbest thing that any adult or anybody should be asking a child that's been brainwashed and programmed to be a certain way. Please pray for this young lady. She's a beautiful young lady. She's grown up to be beautiful and so nice and, and, and sweet that you can just tell. And just continue to pray for her because this is something that she's going to remember forever. Uh, the house she grew up in, uh, the abuse that was suffered. Her mother made her help put the bodies in the freezer. She watched her mother kill both of her siblings in her face. She watched her siblings die in front of her. One of the things that she said that I thought was really interesting, she said her brother, when he was dying and taking his last breath, the mother held the brother on her lap and she told the sister to come over and give her brother a kiss. And she said she heard the brother breathe. He said, <gasps> She thought he was okay, and the mother said, no, he's taking his last breath. And she said that uh, she kissed her brother and told him that she loved him. And he said that he loved her. He said that he loved the mother, said that she loved him, and he told the mother, the woman that was abusing him, that killed him, he told his mother that he loved her too. He was used to that, and he thought that that was normal. His own mother, he died from the hands of the woman who carried him for nine months, who was supposed to love him, who committed herself to love him, to protect him. This is why fathers, good fathers, need to be involved. That boy should have been living with his father. And who knows, the father probably wasn't a good choice either. Then, the daughter, she said that that was her last words to her brother. He heard her say she loved him. Her sister Stoney, she says that the last memory that Stoney has of her is her mother, her helping her mother put her in her coffin, which was the freezer. Because remember I told you, Stoney was still alive. 
and she died in that freezer. Being tortured to death. She was being tortured. She was, her, her mother starved her and tortured her before she put her in that freezer. Check on your families. Check on people you love. Fathers, be in your kids' lives. I don't give two crap about what the baby mama is talking about. Make up in your mind that you don't care either because you don't want a story like this one to happen to your child. This is horrible. And family, check on your family. If you haven't seen the child in a while, honey, I would say FaceTime. They got cameras on phones now. FaceTime the baby. You don't want to just talk to nobody on the phone because, you know, the mother could put another child on the phone and say, listen, just fake your voice. No, I want to FaceTime the child. I want to see the child walking and moving around. You don't want to, you don't want to hear the voice because this story is crazy. If the family and the aunts and the uncles would have been FaceTiming these children, even if you have to buy the child a phone and say, listen, you know, because you want to keep in contact with the child. But none of these people did that. So it's a lot of adults to blame in this story. The most polished person to blame is the mother because when the mother figured that she couldn't handle this, she should have went and got help. And I don't want to hear any of y'all excuses or anything about any of this stuff. I love y'all, except Christ while you still can. Shalom.